China's bond market is the third largest in the world, but it's dominated by local investors. Foreigners hold only about 2% of the total. However, that is increasing, and overseas investors increased their holdings of onshore bonds to a record high this year. Over the last few years, we've seen the authorities take incremental steps to open up mainland bond markets to foreign investors. This year, the Hong Kong Stock Exchange launched Bond Connect, which allows foreign investors to buy yuan-denominated notes that have been issued on the mainland. However, at the same time, interest rates are now rising in China, and the yield on the Chinese 10-year sovereign bond rose above 4% recently for the first time in three years. In recent weeks, volatility has increased as yields rise and bond prices fall. So what is the outlook for the market, and how can you invest in it? I'm joined now by Dickie Wong, Executive Director of Research at Kingston Securities. Good morning, Dickie. Morning, Peter. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So this is a very big market. Can you give us an idea of the size of the mainland bond market? Cool. Let me give you an an introduction, just a a brief introduction about the Chinese bond market. In fact, the Chinese bond market is already the largest amount in Asia. We talk about the emerging markets, um, third largest in the whole entire world. And it's up and coming. Definitely, the Chinese bond market cannot take over. I mean, the U.S. Treasury, no, there's no question asked. But um, because, as we can see, the 10-year bond yield is quite high now. It's over 4% Exactly. Now, it? So attractive, not only to local investors, but also overseas investors. But we have to know that there's offshore and onshore bond. And mm. even we talk about the bond market in mainland China, there's also two bond market. The first is the, uh, the interbank one, the interbank bond market and also the exchange markets. Mm. Uh, when we talk about the, about, um, the interbank uh, bond market, because there's already a bond connect, as we all know, um, as a new uh, mutual market in the long run. And uh, foreign investors can access the mainland market through that, can't they? Exactly. Um, Northbound and southbound eventually, but yeah. now only now northbound. northbound yeah. Moment, yeah. Um, for like, um, in, international, I mean, um, institutional, they, they used to have so many way to, um, I mean, to invest in the Chinese bond market in the past because mm-hmm. they, they bet renminbi can only go up, no way go down. So they bet into, uh, not only, um, um, that's affected by the uh, government, but all kinds of, like, e- even, um, the, the, um, the um, short term notes, mm-hmm. they're quite interested in the past couple of years, but, Something changed because of the uh, the renminbi, the volatility of the renminbi, and also um, the U.S. They they start to, I mean, hiking interest rate. So the the interest rate environment is changed. But uh, somehow um, after the bond connect, now not only those um, international um, institution in the past they can only uh, through like um, the renminbi qualify um, foreign institution investor scheme or, or that's the RQ. Fee mm. and also the Q fee qualify for an inter- inter- institutional investor scheme. So, they, if you're a retail investor mm. and you want to have an exposure to the mainland bond market, yeah. how, how do you go about doing that? Because it's not so easy, is it, if you're a, a small individual investor compared to an institutional you, investor? You, What's your options? You're so right. So, for like local investor, definitely you can buy like um, Chinese government issued bond in Hong Kong because in the past couple of years, um, the Chinese government they they launch retail bond in the Hong Kong market, but 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 you you cannot just um, buy a, a very substantial amount um, because. 
because when when they um, introduce to the market, uh, even you subscribe, you you cannot get a so a huge mm-hmm. amount of it. But um, I think there are two ways. First of all, um, local investor can um, buy those um, like um, exchange uh, traded. Um, funds, mm. um, I mean bond fund. That's an easier way, and also some of the retail banks they also offer like um, some kind of renminbi domination mm. um, onshore bond. But um, you have to have some a certain amount of money. And, and this is probably about. a safer option, isn't it, if you're a retail investor? Because then you have the benefit of a professional fund manager who hopefully knows what he's doing and how the market works to really pick the right mix of bonds. Because this market has become quite volatile recently, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, you can rely on those um, like um, professional because as we talk about um, those um, RMB, I mean, a PRC bond in um, China, there are also six major types of interest like uh, Ministry of Finance issued um, China government bonds and um, also um, PBOC paper and um, like some kind of government backed policy banks and um, like financial institutions. So like commercial papers, midterm notes. So there are so many different mm-hmm. kinds of uh, renminbi uh, denomination. I mean, um, um, onshore bond. So um, for like local investor, um, I think exchange traded funds, bond funds, is the, the best way to invest. And what are some of the pitfalls? that you should watch out for? Because there are issues, aren't there? This is not a developed bond market in the way that the US is. There are issues over things like transparency, over yes. governance, over how the bonds are rated. Exactly. This is the the, the, the one key uh, risk of local Hong Kong investor invest in the mainland bond market. Because as we all know, um, the monetary policy in China is not that transparent. Mm. And somehow, like uh, in the past couple of mo- uh, weeks, uh, PBOC, um, that f- fund injection also uh, gave a hard hit to um, the, the bond yield mm. um, drop significantly. So uh, I think um, the monetary policy remains an, an uncertainty about um, the, 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 the not only the yield, but also it may create volatility of the bond price itself. Mm. Mm. And also, how do the bonds get rated? Are foreign credit rating agencies allowed to operate in China and, and rate the bonds, <laughs> or do we have to rely on some of the domestic credit rating you agencies? Are, that's, this is a very good question, you know what, because as we all know, most of the rating agency are U.S. companies like mm. S&P, like Moody's, like Fitch, and um, those uh, rating rating agency in China. Um, for overseas, like um, investor or even issuer, they don't really, really believe their mechanism, or mm. they they don't really mm. trust. So it's just a matter of fact that um, if we buy like um, onshore renminbi bond with maybe l- lower bond yield compared to the offshore markets. Uh, I think um, better buy something that like um, expected by the government. Yeah. And what is the outlook for the market? Because yields have been going up recently, haven't yeah. they? They're at three-year highs exactly. in, in some cases. What is the pros- prospect for the market? I think in the long run, the, the Chinese bond market, especially the interbank bond market, um, there's some kind of growth. I, I do think so because, like um, now, is already as I said, the third largest and and in whole whole world. And I think um, the future is bright. But um, I mean, in the long run, 
if the Chinese government um, they like stabilize uh, the renminbi and um, also the um, monetary policy um, to give more transparency, I think this is this will this will definitely help um, the bond market in the long run. After they introduce the bond connects, I think this will really help uh, to attract more investor from overseas, not only from China. Dicky, thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. That was Dicky Wong from Kingston Securities. We've just four more weekends left in 2017, and we have a special Christmas program for you on Saturday, the 23rd of December, and a program looking forward to 2018 on December the 30th. Before that, though, Jimmy Lamb and I will be back next Saturday when I'll look at wills and estate planning. Jimmy Lamb will help a university student resolve loan related issues. And continuing with our Christmas theme in the run-up to the festive period, I'll look at some financial gift ideas that will make a good Christmas present. So please do join Jimmy and me next Saturday at the same time. Bye for now.